0: Hi everyone, and welcome back to Industrial Theory. I am your host Carrie Siggins, CEO of Stone Age. So glad you are here today. My guest is Roger Simonson. He is the CEO of Aquajet Systems, which is based in Sweden. And Aquajet has been around since the 1980s, 1988 actually. And their purpose is to manufacture the very best hydro demolition equipment on the market. Uh, And they do this very, very well. They are also a distributor of Stone Age in Sweden, um, but they sell their hydro demolition products all over the world. Uh, Europe, Scandinavia, and U.S. are their biggest markets. They were bought by uh, a company called Brock, huge, huge, huge corporation based here in the U.S. And they are doing some really cool things with hydro demolition, robots, and uh, water treatment systems. So very interesting. Their motto is to maintain their design and manufacturing capabilities in every way they can. And and Roger shares a lot of that. So I hope you enjoy this interview. Hang tight and I'll be right back with Roger. All right, everyone. I am back with Roger Simonson, who is the CEO of AquaJet based out of Sweden. Roger, thank you so much for joining me on the show today.
1: Thank you very much. I'm uh, honored to be here. That is uh, actually my first broadcast like this, so it would be nice.
0: <laughs> wonderful. Wonderful. Well, we'll have a good time. All right. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into the hydro demolition industry?
1: Yeah, uh, I've been in a in different position for uh, many companies. I started out with the marketing and been doing marketing all my life, sales and marketing and having different uh, CEO positions in the different companies and different uh, industries. And also being in some uh, boards, boards of directors. uh, I was in the board of directors for AquaJet. And uh, and in they asked me if I want to be the CEO and help them to sell the company and uh, turn up the turnovers. They want to double the turnover and sell the company. And uh, I did that for them. So I've been there now for seven years.
0: And now you uh, you sold the company to Brock. So what has that been like?
1: Before I started, I, I had to find a partner in the U.S. because it's such a big market and a very important market. So uh, before I joined, I went over to the World of Concrete and I met Lars uh, at Brock, and he said you have to meet with Martin. Matt is the CEO of Brock, and uh, I more or less sold the company before I started. So that was the perfect mix. Join. Uh, Cause uh, course, we we both into demolition in different ways, so therefore we are uh, we complement to each other very well. So that been that been such a success all over the world.
0: And what has been the biggest change that you've made within AquaJet since you started as CEO seven years ago?
1: The biggest change I think as how I am as a leader that is uh, I'm building people. So uh, I'm I'm not so good myself. So I'm building a lot of people around me that uh, are growing, and uh, that's. It's the kick for me, so there was a lot of good people, but they were very shy and they had been not been able to, to do what they want to do. So if you let them up, you, uh, you let them free and they will start growing. When they grow, the company grows. So uh, I think that's the biggest change, but they have come in with a lot of marketing experience from different markets. Every market thinks they are special we are a little market and uh, they're all the same. There's no difference. So which market you're going to, if you find the same people, same problem. So that's that's why, because quicker and quicker you get be you your more company you need to.
0: Yeah, you know, you realize that that really uh, everything is similar, just a little bit of a different twist. I I definitely understand that. Yes. And I love that you answered the biggest thing that you've learned or uh, or changed is is really around developing people. Um, you know, it's not necessarily a common answer. I think people go immediately to the technology and how they've grown it and so that really speaks to me because of course being an employee-owned company we are very big on you know developing our people and 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 teaching them how to think and act like owners so so let's talk a little bit about product development so uh can you describe what exactly Aquajet does and and what makes you so good at hydro demolition uh, equipment and robotics
1: We have always been focused on product development and finding new way, new technique. We always listen to our customers and develop. You can say that where we are today, it's together with our customers because we have developed technique and products that will help them earn more money. So in this way, that makes you very flexible and then you come to a certain level where well, you can't be flexible and low, then you have to go down and make a product that is good enough that the customer have to buy. And uh, I came in there after one or two years, we changed. So now we're just making uh, specified product that you call change. And then the, the profit is coming also with this and uh, you get biggest areas. And uh, beside that, we, we have all the, the, the product developed in-house. So everything is done in-house programming, construction, designing, so that makes us very strong. And uh, we have a lot of ideas. Uh, and uh, myself is a visionary, I can see things, but it's been very difficult now with COVID because uh, it's not like you are seeing things that uh, come from anywhere. It's, it's always impressions that it's getting into your uh, unconscious brain. So you have to have an open dialogue with your unconscious brain, to your conscious brain. And if you do that, you will be a visionary, because then, Unconscious would tell the culture what to do. That is what I believe. Really so, to see it, a lot of things, meet a lot of people, a lot of imp- impressions that will help you develop the products and, and the company in the way that it's going. So, distant to people. And also, that's what we're doing with uh, the employees. You have to go around management by walking around. That is uh, well, my philosophy.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I really like that. Um, that's what I try to do too. I try to always anticipate. You know, what I think was going to happen in the industry and uh, and then say, OK, how is Stone Age going to either meet those needs of the future or even drive those needs of the future? Um, because there is so much change happening within our industries, uh, you know, primarily being driven because of lack of labor or new technology. And so uh, so I like that. I, I, I have a, I have conversations with my unconscious brain all the time, too. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, my husband calls it talking to myself, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but that's, it's what you have to do as a leader, right? Is you're really trying to figure out where is this company going to go and how do we grow and drive towards the future?
1: Yeah, because If you believe in setting goals and you get the, your employees also set goals, and you will manage to go because you have t- told the unconscious brain where you're going and and that will drive you in the right direction. Therefore, it's important to put up goals because, and also that all the people understand the goals because then everyone will work towards that goal. So, um, as I told you before, it's difficult when you get older to set new goals because you know you will reach them. So, I still struggle with my new goals, personal goals.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh yes, yes, that was a fun conversation at ESAT, talking about personal goals and Mm. yeah, how you. it, It is. It's important to figure out how you stay driven as a leader, both as a leader of your company and as, you know, a leader of yourself, as a self-leader and continuing to stretch your thinking and to stretch outside of your comfort zone. So yeah. have you figured anything out, like, you know, what you're going to work on next?
1: No, I don't know yet. <laughs> <laughs> I would, I, we, have, we have a lot of challenges in in, in the, uh, If you're working with this as a manager, like CEO, you're living with the companies and you're always working. On, we have so much to, uh, to reach in, in this industry and uh, it's, it's so fun and it's going so quick now. As you say, lack of labor, we have to do more automation, uh, we have to do, be more efficient. Uh, but the biggest problem is always when you, when you have the competition is not so good. People can say that is, that's good, but I don't think it's good because then you have to tell it all by yourself. Mm-hmm. Competition is good, but you have to be best. That is, that's is my philosophy. So, so that we always try to find new, new things with our products, always do the best product that we can do. And, uh, we always say that we haven't sold the product before, before we sell the second unit. So we have to have happy customers. That is what AquaJet is all about for our customers.
0: Yeah. I like that. I like that. And so what do you think makes AquaJet so special? Uh, you know, obviously you have great people and great design, but when people are, when people are using your hydro demolition products, you know, what, what do they say about them?
1: The user friendly, that is, we, we have a very user friendly, uh, interface in our products, so it's easy to learn, uh, how to, to do, to work with the products. Uh, that is, I think that's, uh, the, the biggest thing that made a change. And also that we are more efficient with, with the technique we have, we have EDS and Recently we launched new uh, infinity uh, oscillation that is uh, also getting more productivity on the customers and uh, that is what it's all about. So when you out there, how, how products are works expensive, but you would do more work with less people. Um, and then they will see that this gaining their, their own business. But it's a lot of, that is the aquacutter. But uh, when I entered this business, uh, the first question I had was, what will you do with the water? So then we didn't have an answer to that. So it took us two years and, uh, to build an, an system uh, to treat the water in a way, because uh, otherwise we always end up in a discussion, what to do with the water. Now we don't have that. We have a system. So you have to close these uh, questions and uh, find solution for your customers. So they feel comfortable in that. And in in U.S., you have big companies and they understand this. They, they buy the complete system and they're, they're comfortable with that.
0: So for people who don't necessarily understand how a hydro demolition system works, can you explain that? And then after that explain why it's so important to recapture the water yep. and treat it.
1: Yeah, we, 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 we into renovations. We don't demolition, demolition that is for Brockton. We are renovating that is we're taking, okay. taking away the bad concrete with high pressure water. Then you need a very high pressure pump that is from tops of bar up to 2500 bar so it's a lot of water a lot of pressure but uh, we take away the, the bad concrete go down to the good concrete and then we clean the rebar with the water and and uh, then after that you just uh, pour new concrete and then you have a complete new construction so that is the basic what we're doing so we, we use a lot of water but therefore we know that water is a very big issue so therefore, we have a system that can recycle this and take it back to the pound so you can uh, be uh, environment friendly.
0: Yeah, and in your system, you're actually treating the water, right? So, yes. uh, it, so explain that a little bit and the importance to why, you know, someone when you're when you're doing you know co- uh, concrete resurfacing on a bridge, why they don't want that water to go back into, you know, the groundwater.
1: What's happen when you do uh, water had demolition? Had a demolition, that, you, that the PA level will go up, and you will have another sludge. So you you want to get down with the pH level, and then you want to treat the water with the level the cobulant That is as a normal uh, water, water treatment in every city that we use in the same system. But we have it in a 20-foot container, so the, the dirt will fall down, and the clean water will go up, and you adjust the pH level to the level you want to have. And then you have treated water. We can never... We never say clean because we don't know what's in the concrete, so we can never right. say it's clean. But another people talk about cleaning, but we are treating. So um, and uh, so therefore, in the concrete, we have a big we have the solution of function so Then you have a TSS of ten. You can let it go out in the nature, or you can put it back into the pump. When you go into the industrial cleaning, then you have more chemicals into this the system. So therefore, you have the unit can be a solution, but you have to have an extra. Filter something yes, depending on what's in in the sludge.
0: I'm really interested in exploring this with you and what what we can do with bringing in, you know, a water a water treatment type system into the industrial cleaning side of the business because it is going to be a problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, as pro- water becomes more and more of a precious resource, and obviously you can't use clean water to clean uh but you know how do we more effectively efficiently treat water so that it is either easily um reused again recycled or easier to go back into you know to the water main so um so yeah i'm really fascinated uh about this new product that that you've all come out with it should yeah. be really interesting yeah very good so what's next for Aquajet? what do you have on uh on the docket whether product development or expansion
1: Uh, We we never stop, but at the moment we have uh, launched a new aquacutter that takes time. We're not such a big organization. It's very difficult to make product development during uh, this pandemic. Uh, And now we have a war in Ukraine. Uh, That means that uh, all the manufacturers in Europe are fully booked. So you can't find new suppliers. because. That is why I believe that everyone is trying to take home all the production from China or Ukraine and find new places in Europe. Because uh, transport has gone up and and you can't get the parts. It doesn't matter what the part costs if you don't have them. So you have to have otherwise your production is standing still. Uh, Afgajet has always bought from the region we are in because we we need to have the product development near us to be quicker uh, to find uh, partners that are working together with we can't have suppliers in Shanghai because uh, that is too difficult to make the product development so that it's it's been hard it takes triple the time now with product development so now we are fine-tuning the product we have and then uh, some years we'll come up with something new you always have okay. something up our okay. sleeves
0: i understand you know that's when Stone Age's philosophy is to manufacture everything in the US, uh, we have very few parts that were sourced overseas, mostly, you know, off the shelf components that mm. that might come from from someplace in Asia. And I think that it really did help us <clears throat> be able to get through the supply chain issues because yeah. we were already, you know, so close to home. And we're seeing, you know, a lot of, of companies figuring out how to either bring manufacturing back to the U.S., which I think is a fantastic thing, or either nearshoring, you know, to Mexico or to Central America with that goal of trying to make it easier to get parts and, and less of a disruption when things like a pandemic happen. So it, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how all this shakes out over the next decade with such a push for globalization and now things are coming back home.
1: Yeah, we are getting into big change in, in, in a lot of things and uh, we, we we don't see the effect of it because at all. Before we have the have times when it's getting bad, then we know what to do, but now we don't know what to do. We have nothing. The company, we didn't have any stock. Stocks will be on the road. Now we will build stock again. Therefore, this this hard time would take a little bit longer before everyone have stock enough stock in between and then that it will be very hard for the suppliers because it will be come to a stop because everyone is buying more now than they need because they're so afraid of standing without anything so now it's what you have in stock that's not an issue any longer you have to have stock because otherwise you don't have a production so uh, and now and now stock is costing money because now the interest rates are going up before it didn't cost any money it's 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 a little bit strange
0: yeah the dynamics of business are definitely changing that's for sure let's talk a little bit about the swedish market so AquaJet represents stone age industrial cleaning equipment in in sweden so can you tell us what it's like there for this other side of your business and and how you support industrial cleaning um throughout throughout sweden
1: in sweden it's just a very small country we've got 10 million people and we have some big companies that are into this industry. And we have always supplies pumped to them. So we, we are, we are the main supplier of pumps and with technique and and, and, and that it's a high way of automation, uh, automation, that is why we are so good in, in selling more complicated products than simple products. Uh, and we also uh, are talking a lot about safety, it's a lot of safety rules in Sweden coming more and more. And that means that you have to go to another way of doing industrial cleaning fully automatic semi-automatic that that's the only way we can go and it's always a, it's a lack of people uh, it's difficult to find good people that would work in the industry uh, and at the moment i think the market's very good uh, in this sector it's always very good in the hard devolution. Uh, of course it's a lot of jobs that the government are letting go now when the, the time is a little bit. Difficult than normally, our times better because uh, the government are starting renovation of uh, dance or roads, things like that. So that's helping us.
0: Same thing here, I think, in the U.S. It'll be interesting to see how um, you know possible recession hits us uh, and what that does to change things, but the industry is very good here too. Yep. Are you expecting to see, a, a, a recession throughout Sweden and well in Sweden and throughout Europe this year?
1: Yeah, that is a million dollar question. Course, right. <laughs> a lot of people say that it's, it doesn't look in the same way it did in 2008, because that post everyone is afraid of because we had a very good spring and that everything died in autumn. I can't see that happen because uh, in some countries in Europe has been very slow. Uh, Germany said very slow, but depending on they don't know how they're going to do with all the gas they, if they don't get the gas from Russia will happen. We have some countries done very well that Italy, for example, that, 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 that a lot of, but they are, the government is boosting uh, the companies there also. So Europe has been a little bit so-so the whole year. Mm-hmm. The Scandinavia has gone very well. It's a lot of jobs, US very good for us also, but uh, Europe is is good, but not. So I don't think we will see a recession. No, I don't see that because there is still a lot of uh, production moving back into Europe. So I think we will keep us rolling. The problem we will have that is with people, get people to work because everywhere you go is the luck of people.
0: Yeah, same thing here in the U.S. too. And you, the U.S. is your biggest market. Is that correct for AquaJet for Aqua or is yeah. it Sweden and then New York?
1: Yeah, we have three markets. If you can divide that, this our big U.S., Europe and Scandinavia. And they're more yeah. or less the equals depending on mm-hmm. different years. So, but the U.S. is a very important market for us. Yes. So yeah. Europe, yeah. the U.S. and Scandinavia uh, are more the same. There we are selling all the products in the airport, that is the EcoClear and the pumps and the avocado. airgo. in Europe, we have a big competition of pumps, for example, but mountain are always there. So we have more difficult to edit that more.
0: That makes sense. Yeah. And, and what, what about in the U.S.? I mean, if we go into recession, I mean, that obviously would concern you. What are your thoughts on
1: that? Yeah. As, as I said, when we go into recession, globally, the government is releasing jobs to do mm-hmm. on the hydrogen's roads and we know that the roads are in bridge are in a very bad condition in, in the U S and in Canada. So uh, I think that it, it, it will go all cause we have to yeah. repair and we are going to new session in in the, in the, in the world also, we can't demolish everything. We have to take care of it, renovate, renovate, and then have a a plan, how we're doing that. And then in Sweden, we always have done that. We are, have a forest that is, uh, we have a bigger growth in the forest than that we are cutting down. Uh, So we we have always been very careful with the nature and work always with this and I think that's that what started this high demolition. that was the road association had a competition. We have to renovate our bridges. And then that was 30 years ago. And then this was, this company was built out of that.
0: Yeah. That's interesting. We definitely don't have that same sort of mindset that you have over there about conservation and yep. You know, how do we, how do we make sure that we take care of what we have? And we, we use it till it's broken and then yes. go, oh no, <laughs> what are we going to do? Yeah. <laughs> and it's so much more expensive in the long run it, it when is. you let things break before just doing, you know, having a really strong preventative maintenance program.
1: Yeah, well, then you, you can go that to your company and if you have a maintenance program and that you the before the break style, you will have the production's running very small, but you have mm-hmm. different intelligences in these sorts of. This also, so. I believe, I believe we believe have a lot of maintenance, have the plan, work with that. it we'll cost a little bit more short-term, but long-term, it should be very profitable.
0: Yep, agreed, agreed. All right, well, this has been so much fun to explore uh, the hydro demolition market with you and, uh, and recessions and leadership. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing uh, a little bit of the AquaJet story and, and, I don't know, your outlook on... Uh, on the global economy.
1: Okay. Thank you very much. It's been very fun and it's always fun to talk to you.
0: Always fun to talk to you too. All right, everyone. Hang tight and I'll be right back. All right, everyone hope you enjoyed that conversation on, on hydro demolition and on the global economy and learning a little bit more about how things work in Sweden. Uh, Roger is a fantastic leader and I'm glad to know him. So with that, I will leave you until our next episode of Industrial Theory next month. Should be another great episode. I hope you have a very safe week. And if you like this podcast, please like it, share it, subscribe to it, write a review. It always helps with the algorithms. And we want to spread these amazing stories, this amazing insight through our, our industry. So please, please, please share this, uh, this podcast with everyone uh, so that people can learn and people have an opportunity to get to know the people within our industry because there's so many great ones. Thanks. See you all next month.